Good Monday morning, you bastards. I forgot, John. We have a uh, call sign now. <laughs> Good morning, Monday. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, and the funny thing is, is that we said for the 20th episode we're going to get microphones. And now we've actually gone backwards because we're down to a phone conversation via iPhones. Right. We're really reflecting technology. <laughs> yeah. So technically we do a different microphone, but uh, we're not even in the same room. And this isn't even like the the, like the, the day we said we were going to record. So uh, we just roll with it, I guess. Today's, today's actually Sunday. We released the podcast on Monday. So I have basically this evening... Uh, after we're done with our podcast, to get this ready and, and launch and uh, hit our deadline that that we promised that we'd set for every Monday. So, you know, fuck it, man. Make shit work. Who cares how it happens, you know? Right, which is funny because that's the entire theme for today's conversation. Yeah. How, do, <laughs> and the, how did we get ourselves in this con- in, into this? You know, it's, just, uh, it's, it's like we, we have set up uh, so many, like, um, like um, in preparatory, what is the word? Like we try to keep ourselves from failing at this, uh, at this podcast. And so what we tried to do was we tried to say, okay, we're going to record two podcasts every other Friday. That way, at the very minimum, we at least have one podcast ready. And what's happened is, is the second podcast never got recorded. So here we are in the eleventh hour. Um, but we're you know we're going to hit our goal, so it doesn't really matter, right? Right. And this isn't even the first time we've tried to record this podcast. <laughs> truth. This is the truth. <laughs> so I guess the thing of it is is that if you set out to, to say I'm gonna I'm gonna accomplish something, uh how how do you keep or how do you actually what's what well, how should we paraphrase this, John? Should the should the topic be how to follow through at the last minute or should the topic be how to not be in the eleventh hour? What are we I, I doing think, here? I think it's a hybrid of both. I think that on one hand, we're looking at the nature of being stuck in the 11th hour, of how shitty it feels when you're on a deadline. And that, of course, gets us back to uh, the other side of it, which is how you prepare yourself in the first place so that when you find yourself in the 11th hour, you're at least set up. Or maybe you finish it in the 10th hour. I mean, I think it's chicken and the egg. You know, they they both kind of play with one another. Obviously, you start at the beginning and you end when it's done. But in our case, it's kind of both sides of the scenario. Um, here we are. There, there's a there's a couple things, you know. So here's the bottom bottom line: is we are not post Monday talking about how we fucked up. We're still in the race. We haven't given right. up. And and the weird thing is, we don't have clients. Like, so it's not like we're accountable because there's money on the line or anything. We are basically holding each other accountable. And that's and that's why we're pushing through, you know. But I think, you know, if we we're going to have a topic for this podcast, it's basically um, if you decide you're going to do something, a project, uh, a painting, it could be a painting, it could be an art show, it could be a film, it could be a short film, it could be just as simple as a YouTube video, or it could be as complicated as getting your YouTube channel up and running. Um, but I think before you do any project, I think the first thing you have to do is just decide that you're going to finish. Like, if you can't decide you're going to finish, then it, it's just really just like a, an idea. It's not, it's not even a really, like, I don't know. What, you said something the other day about, about fuel, rocket fuel or something. 
Yeah, it's talking about rocketry because I, I think about the fact that when you're launching a rocket into the atmosphere, into orbit, you essentially have enough stored energy in that vessel that from the get-go, no matter what it does, it's going to make it and it's going to go. A rocket uses like 90% of its energy just getting through the first uh, 10 kilometers. Right. So it's it's decided pretty early from the get-go. If you don't have enough fuel, you're going to fuck up. The thing's going to blow up. It's not going to make it. It's going to fall short. If you get through that first stage, though, and everything's good, there's a little room to kind of flex on the back end because the hardest part is the first step. The and, first step. Yeah, and then that's that's. I mean, the, the only way you accomplish that is through testing and then and then executing and planning correctly. So if we were like, you know, I mean, let's just bring it back down to a parable of some sort. Like, like what would be a project that would be a good example of this? And your your film. So today we're talking to, to uh, the other John. We're not talking about John. Big John. We're talking to, we're talking to Big John today. Um, what was like some of like like I know me and you worked on a project where we did kind of a promo shot for um, my tattoo shop uh, or the tattoo shop on me. I don't know. It was more I guess on me, but. It was like a bio. It's a bio for my webpage. That's basically what it was, wasn't it? Right. Okay. So we actually decided to do that, and it fell kind of short, and we had to, like, pump up the energy again. Yeah, but and that's back what, in June. What, but what happened was is that we actually made a plan. So it's not like we got, de- like, totally derailed. We still had the energy to get us through some of the smaller walls. And I think what happened, what basically happened was we had a plan in place to get us all back on track. That was, I think that was a big part of how, how it didn't fall because I think some people got into other projects and, and we had to have a, a friend of ours, Jeff, uh, he was a big part of the rallying cry. So were you of saying, Hey guys, we're still doing this right. And that was, you know, getting us all pumped back up and get the energy left back up. But I think if it wasn't the fact that we had a plan together of how you saw things and how Jeff saw things and, you know, um, getting accountable to one another, I think that that project probably would have fallen apart. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's it's funny because the, the biggest part of that plan, at least in, in my world, is you have to have equipment with which to shoot somebody if you're making a video. So, you know, at least in that scenario, we had all these different schedules and we had all this different time, but from a planning standpoint... We knew that everything was contingent on me being in St. Louis, uh, Jeff being in St. Louis, you being in St. Louis, David being in St. Louis, the sound guy, and then us having equipment. So every time that that opportunity presented itself, we had to kind of spin the sirens, see if everyone was available. And the second that they were, we said, okay, that's it. We committed. And then, that, you know, that gets the, that's the first 20% of the project. And then the, the last 80% of it is the post which boiled down to Jeff and I saying, okay, this Tuesday, okay, this Tuesday, okay, this Tuesday, and then communicating with you and doing all the final pieces. You know, the nice thing is we didn't really have a a, a deadline in the same sense, but that's kind of, as we've talked about before, kind of the challenge of some projects. You know, the deadline was uh, all of us keeping each other accountable and being like, hey, is that thing done? It's really cool. You know, getting excited about it in that sense. You know, that so we, was a we, deadline. What we basically had created in that situation was a window. We had to wait for a, a perfect window of opportunity, and then we all had to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to launch and get it done because we knew that these windows were really small, and the next one we didn't we didn't really know when it was going to come. You know, right. when, when all those things were going to line up. So I think you know um, that was a big part of it was that energy that we we all had. We 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 kind of sucked it up and and um um pushed 
uh, and, and I don't know how to say, like we, I think we, in an environment like that, we gave each other energy to help pull this off. Right. And it's, you know, this whole conversation between you and I about the follow through and about that last moment of the, oh shit, the 11th hour, um, kind of started with the thought of the fact that everybody in any circumstance, any form of art, like you said, if it's photography or it's motion stuff like I do, or it's ink work and drawing like you do, like people find themselves constantly stuck in this moment of shit. It's due or shit. It needs to get done and it sits and it stews. Mm -hmm. And it's that, there's a feeling as an artist, you know, if there's two kinds of people, you said this, I think when we were talking a few weeks ago, there's two kinds of people, the ones that do it and the ones that don't, you know, and, and, we're not focusing on the people who are going to set out and never finish it. We're looking at people like us, like other people who are going, okay, I know that I have to do this. So we're going to follow through, but the, the patterns that we have kind of realized over time, that finding ourselves in the same place and going, okay, but why isn't it done yet? Or man, I'm under the deadline. The question became, why, why, why there? Why are we there? Why are we here? <laughs> what, what would be the energy? Okay, so energy. I really love that, like, idea that, that you need the energy for the follow-through and that you need to be able to kind of rally and, and keep and keep feeding fuel to this energy. What would be some of the things that would detract from that energy? Basically, like, um, I don't know, distractions. Like, what is, like, some of, like, if you could think of one, two, or three things that, that would definitely uh, rob a project of energy, what, what would you think it would be? Well, I mean... First and foremost, it's it's people, <laughs> you know, collaboration. Um, every project typically involves some form of collaboration, whether or not it's a supplier or it's crew you're working with or people you're relying on. Um, but I think one of the most challenging parts of any project is communication and, you know, having having schedules and time. So time is really time. It's probably the biggest distraction because we have our lives and we have things we plan. We have relationships and we have careers and we have hobbies and time is a tough thing. Planning time, being, being honest with yourself about time from the get go. You know, you're at that end, at that end zone and that crunch zone going, shit, I've got 12 hours. Well, you had a couple hundred hours before then. <laughs> so, do you think, do you think that I mean, I, if I spoke for myself right now, which is easy because I am myself, <laughs> if I spoke for myself right now, I would think that being unrealistic with my own time would be one of the one of the main killers of most of my projects. That I have these great ideas, but I'm but I'm in the middle of other things, um, maybe other projects or other life, like you said, other 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 commitments that I've already done. Um, what do you how, what do you think about like how, how do you handle your time as far as being realistic? Like if you got a good, really neat project, is it is it just a matter of some things just you have to put off and wait until the time is right? I mean, there's some things I think that everybody has to put off and wait on because just circumstance, cost, money, time, whatever. You know, maybe your legs are broken, <laughs> you can't walk. But I mean, I think that there's a sense of we struggle with time because we make commitments and we make commitments without being fully aware of the fact that out of 24 hours at some point in the day, I'm going to have to shit and mm -hmm. it's not going to happen <laughs> in a zero time realm. I mean, maybe some people shit in zero time. That's probably a symptomatic sign of something else. Yeah. The real dedicated words depends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to move. It's like that astronaut lady who drove down to Florida in Viper to yeah. uh, talk to her ex. I don't know why yeah. I'm saying I'm this NASA thing. Yeah, that was weird. But, yeah, man, I think it's time. Like, time is really, really important, and it's important to recognize. 
I think back to my, my earlier years in my career, I would be really harsh to myself. Like I'd had this expectation that I'm going to get through 20 hours of work in a 24 hour period. I'm going to sleep seven hours. <laughs> I'm going to have three hours to let my brain cool down. Oh, and I'm going to work for seven hours too. Right. You know, it, it doesn't happen in a 24 hour period. Yeah, Decision making on zero is, is just asking yourself to redo everything you just did. You know, yeah. like, like if you're, if you're, if you're painting or you're drawing, I mean, there's nothing worse. Like, so, so, so as an artist, as a as a as an artist who who paints and illustrates, like on my end of of, of that, um, working late and into the night, there's a lot of times, man, where I wake up the next morning and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? You know, and I find myself <laughs> having to undo things, you know, and, and fix things. So you're right. It's like when you're just crunching through and driving through and grinding through, it's not it's not like you're getting quality out of your project. It's but, funny uh, because this conversation is taking shape in an, in an interesting way. You know, and, and the times we've talked about talking about this, mm-hmm. it's the original focus was always so much: or what are the things you can do to prevent yourself from being in a crunch at the back end? And what we're realizing <laughs> again is that the conversation is so much more about how can you be honest with yourself when you set things up to begin with, right? Because the reality is, if 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 you've got the drive, if you're going to stay up all night sketching out new illustrations and sketching out new um, pieces, you're going to, you're going to burn a lot of energy. If you have to do it, you're going to rely on your skill set and your experience. And it's, even though you might feel that way about redoing some things in the morning, you're still going to get some quality work done. But the problem is if you rely on that for your normal day-to-day functionality, it's going to fuck you up. At a certain point, you're going to run out of energy and you're not going to have that quality. So that's exactly that. Like we, we can deliver in a crunch, but having to rely on the crunch as your only source of creative freedom. Horrible. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm thinking that the 11th hour, like, you know, the idea that I perform best under stress. What I'm starting to realize in, in, as I get older is I end up finishing more things when I have a deadline, but it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> there, you know, there's a there's something that... Uh, that I heard one time, and it's the difference between finish and completion, all right? Uh, the, the, I guess it's a definition of complete versus finish. So what I was told one time was when you meet the right woman and you get married and you marry the right woman, then you're complete. When you marry the wrong woman, then you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke goes on to say, but you never want to be completely finished because that's when the the right woman catches you with the wrong woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but it is it is like the, the, you know so there's a definition of like it's the 11th hour and you just cross the finish line and you're like well I did it I turned it in um but you you also want to make sure that all, all the stuff we're talking about when you say okay number 1 you're going to start a project decide to finish it number 2 make a plan number 3 you know just start and and when you, if you get everything in place, when you do cross that finish line, when you hit that deadline, you have a higher rate of success than um, just saying, "Well, I did it; it's done." What do you, you know? I did. I can. I can say I, can, I completed things. You know. And I, I, what do you think about that? About the difference between completion versus just just finishing it? I think it makes so much sense because there's so many things I feel personally, uh, speaking for myself, as we do. Um, never feel done to me. You know, they don't feel like they're fully there and I have to hand them off. And 
I think there's that notion of when I'm working under a tight deadline and I'm crunching to get something done, I'm never going to feel as good about that moment as I do when everything goes to plan. And I mean goes to plan with exception to the things that happen. Shit happens always. Mm-hmm. But goes to plan and I can go, I'm happy with that. Like that was that was from beginning to end, that's the thing that I discovered and wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And that's that process, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that even with our piece, back to that conversation of what happened with Jeff and you and I all talking to each other. Being the, the video that we worked together on. Yeah, the, with, the with you, video. about yeah. you, for ragtime, for you. Um, accountability. I mean, that, that, there's that factor, that energy factor you're talking about, which plays such a huge role in that conversation of getting to finished versus complete, of getting to the last 10%. Uh, Accountability and energy. If you don't have that, if you don't have some form of that, you're spiraling down. Do you think you could? Is it is it is it fair to say like you could categorize projects by saying, okay, it's a solo project, meaning there's no client involved and it's just me and it's just something I kind of want to do. Um, then there is a co- collaborative project, which still might not have a have a client in mind, just you know the four of you setting off to to do something. And then there's there's client projects. And each one kind of has its own life. And I think what happens with client projects is you do enough of them, you almost get a formula or a format that things will start to run smoothly. I think in my case, the ones that are the hardest to finish, or, or, or the new word we're using is to, to, to see completed, uh, are the ones I've come up with for myself. You know, um, the ones yeah. that are that don't, you know, that, that the only person that really knows it, that it's going to happen is me or anyone who I've told. Um, and those are the ones that are difficult because it's like things always get in the way. So what do you, what do you, what's smarter not to have so many of them? Um, maybe just not being so hard on yourself when you don't finish it. Um, like wh- how do you, how do you approach those like, those like three kind of different ones? Well, I think that you have to be forgiving of yourself. And I try to be forgiving of myself with the personal projects, whether they're solo or collaborative. And understand that time is plastic. The saying that I've always been told is you've got you, your project, and your money. So if someone comes to me and has a project, or I have my project for myself, you know, I better like at least two out of the three. I better like the money and the person, or the person and the project, or the project and the money. And when I look at any project, I try to think to myself, am I happy doing this? Is this what I want to do? Is it moving me forward? Is it moving me forward personally, professionally? Am I feeling fulfilled? You know, it's about being very, very clear with myself when I decide to take on a personal or even a client project. And I'm rambling a little bit with it because they're kind of all the same. They're different, but they overlap in so many ways in so many places because they happen during each other's lifespan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never a moment where I'm isolatedly working on a personal project abstract from a client piece. Right, they're, so, they're, they're, the calendars very overlapped with projects. It's not yeah. like you start one, you finish one, you start one, you finish one. It's it's like a, a lot like working a grill. Uh, if you've ever been in the food industry, oh, you yeah. got to lay down the burgers and you got to drop the fries and you got to you know see if to caramelize the onions are ready. And those things just don't start and stop at the same time. Exactly. And that respect to accountability. I mean, I keep on coming back to this same mentality of the fact that the projects that I take on, which are successful which I see to completion and feel satisfied with and grow from 
are the projects where there's a form of accountability with my friends or with my creative partners um, and with myself in some fashion. I think it's hard to be accountable to yourself because mm-hmm. you shift your needs so often. But there's there's a dialogue there. You know, the things that work out well, I've planned well, and I have carried through. I've stayed focused, and I usually have somebody who's had to bust my ass once or twice to say, hey, how's that coming along? Even yeah, when it's going well. <laughs> we 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 haven't used the word focused a lot. You know, we've used we've sure. used the word like energy and accountability and having a plan. And uh, do, do we is it necessary to focus so hard on getting something done, or do you think that is like I, I don't even know if focus is the word. I think I if I am if I'm in a project where all the criteria of the um of the um I guess the genesis of the project is there, meaning that again, decided to finish, made a plan, started, had the energy to launch it. Um I don't really need to focus because I'm so wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah, the times where you find yourself having to focus, something's there, something's distracting you. Right. I mean, the de- the default is being focused on something, and when you're not focused, the question is what distractions are causing that. And then you, you know, even the simple things like turning your phone on, do not disturb, or just you know, <laughs> off. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've I've done uh, some podcasts and written some things, and and you know, I just cut to the chase. I got off Facebook. I can't do it anymore. It's Same. it's it, to, to this point. I cannot weigh out that Facebook is so important to my career um, that now the distraction of it is actually outweighing the positives. So yeah, that's that's a that I I did it. I I had to cut that distraction out. I I I was like coming up with all these stupid uh, um, like rules, like I won't check Facebook until noon, and I will I'll delete the app off my phone. And you know the funny thing is, is it reminded me a lot of when I when I ended up quit drinking. I was like having these like I only, I only have two beers on Friday. I was like I am treating this like when I quit drinking, abstinence is the only solution to this, and I won't even. And I have I've been Facebook free for like three weeks or four weeks. I don't know how long it's been. Um, and and I I get I feel like I get more done. You know. I think it's true. I've been Facebook free for almost a year coming up in July and I I do not regret it. The habitualization is gone. That process of flicking your, your wrist to feel the phone to see what someone's posted is deleted. And I do love that. Do you think there's support groups for that? Is that a uh, has that reached <laughs> the, the uh what is that thing called that all the psychologists use the DMS four five nine fiver? I can't remember what I don't know. It's it's a big thick book that says what all your uh, psychoses and psychological problems are, you know whether you're a mental, uh, 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 whatever I don't know. But I, I wonder if like that that like checking the Facebook over and over again is has got to be some kind of like like break off a of psychosis or something. I don't know. It has to be. I mean, think about how many people go to bed. Even like this, think about the stress. You're in that eleventh hour. How many times do you find yourself? Well, at least when you were on Facebook. You're you're already tired. You're just done working. You go to lay down, and the first thing you do is bring up your phone and look at Instagram or Facebook for ten minutes. It's like weird. as as if you're already not stressed enough. Yeah, you know, recognizing your distractions. The biggest thing is being honest with yourself about what's actually fucking distracting you. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I, it's not about lying to other people about what you think it is. It's about you know what the problem is typically. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess um, you know this 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 whole thing um, this this subject this podcast it has come. I, it couldn't be more real or more pertinent of a top a topic because again here we are. Um, I had to research because um, we can't be in the same room together right now. Uh, because I've got commitments and we, our times aren't syncing up, but the deadline's coming no matter what. Right. So I had to, I had to, I had to find an app that would allow us to record a conversation because we actually tried to record a conversation yesterday or the day before, and it, and and we had a failure on our recording equipment. We fucked it up. It, yeah, just all this stuff has happened. So, you know, here we are, and what is what is following through by making sure that we are getting to our deadline, which is Monday morning, which is you know. Um, 12 plus hours from now is that we have the energy well, we made a plan um, we are accountable and we have a deadline and we are going to um, make this to completion We're, you know, we, I guess if we wanted to we could have tried to bullshit and fix the recording that we did a day or two ago um, but it would have been it would have been weak because your mic dropped almost completely um, and I don't think that's the product we wanted. We wouldn't have felt good about that. It would, it would have been finished, but it wouldn't have been complete, right? Right, right. And so, that's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we get, you know, we still gave ourselves enough time to, to make sure that this happens in a way that, um, that, that, that's, um, that we're not, like, not proud of, you know? I don't know how to say it. How would you say it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, shit happens, and you just you figure out a solution. In my industry, I feel like that's part of what makes you successful is you just find a way. Yeah. It's like it's like Apollo 13. Yeah. You find a way. Shit broke, they found a way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, inventions, the or necessity mother, is the mother of. Yes. Necessity is the mother of invention. And, and the funny thing, too, is now we actually have another um, gun in our arsenal. You know, that, I didn't even know that you could, that you could actually record on the iPhone with this. The, with, in this format, with being able to get a, a WAV file and everything, so now it's like, oh man, we got one more, one more thing we can use for the podcast. So that's worked out good, right? Anyway, have you in the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna start calling each other randomly. Hey, we're and recording. Now, can I give a, a real quick a bastard confessional? Which is, I do want to point out, you know, I'm not like when we talk about, hey, what to do to better set up your projects. I'm I'm here working all weekend on a deadline for Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an everyday process. It's not a thing you ever really figure out. You get better at it and you do a better job. And my my version of a deadline now compared to six years ago is monumentally different. I'm not stressed. I've got right, the right time planned out for it. But you know, you're always going to find yourself in the eleventh hour. That's yeah. That's the reality. Yeah, eleventh hour is going to come. It's just a matter of of um. I think uh, other John Fournier talks about uh, trusting in the process. He's like, yeah. if you got the process there, just trust it. It's gonna, it's gonna be okay. So anyway, uh, here we are Sunday evening. Even though it's a good Monday morning podcast, um, <laughs> I just want to tell everyone thanks for thanks for hanging in there for this long. Uh, we hope to uh, keep delivering more and more podcasts. We got plans to branch out, and we even talked about putting out uh, more than one episode a week. Um, so hang tight while that happens. Please keep leaving our um, um, comments and ratings on iTunes. 
This is the Bastard of Our Podcast. All right, here's your chance to see if you remember the outro, John. Where can they find us? Bastardsart.com slash iTunes. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can reach us at the webpage, www.bastardsart.com. And thank you for hanging in there.